0: Hey brightsiders. So yeah, uh, the podcast, I'm getting it out more often and I hope you like that because I think that's here to stay. Um, uh, maybe one to two episodes per week, per week. Yeah, I know I try to do it once a week, but that got a little hard, but now all of a sudden I've got free time, you know, when you quit your job and all, but if you do know anyone who's looking, I would still like to live in this apartment. So, yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm asking for a job in this intro. Let's get back to what's going on here. As you notice, it's the bright side of cancel culture, Lisa Bloom, and Rotten Tomatoes. And, I know, like, I don't do a fact check at the end, and I didn't want to put this at the end. Uh, I just wanted to put it in the intro just to clarify some things when we talk about it. Because... You'll remember. So, when we get to the Keanu Reeves love fest, as one should, I forgot to mention how much I love Sweet November. And I just felt like that needed to be said here. Because the scene when he's in the advertising agency and he's really excited about the hot dog campaign, NO, YOU WANT A HOT DOG! Like, that is some of the greatest acting I've ever seen in my life. Like, guys, that should have been nominated for an Oscar. But, yeah. um, And that Little Buddha movie she was talking about is literally called Little Buddha. And it was in 1993? I don't really remember this. Uh, I don't even remember the cover. And I literally lived at Hastings, Your Entertainment Music Store. Yeah. Or was it Your Entertainment Superstore? Yeah. That. That was it. Sadly, I don't know if there's any left, but I know there's none left in Tyler, Texas. But, yeah, the fact that I don't remember the cover of this movie sh- means that it's probably not that great, but it's galleries as Buddha. I'd be interested in seeing it. I don't know where it's streaming. I didn't look that part up, but I was just shocked that I did not remember this. But in looking at it, it seems pretty ridiculous. But, um, yeah. So, also to clarify, I was like I, I made notes, so I would remember the Lisa Bloom timeline. When I talk about that, the footage, uh, footage, the recording got a little like weird for whatever reason. I'm pretty sure it's the ghost. You'll learn about that later as well. But um, ghost aside, the Lisa Bloom timeline. I just want to clarify. She represented victims of, or, um, alleged, I'll be, I'll be factual and, uh, legally sound. Although I'm still surprised I've never been sued, you know, for this. But, yeah, uh, where was I going? Lisa Bloom timeline. And where she falls when she advised Harvey Weinstein, which I go into the memo that's in the new book from Lisa Bloom, who is Gloria Allred's daughter. Spoiler alert, I know I bring that up later, but I just feel like that needs to be said here too. But she represented victims or alleged victims of both Bill O'Reilly and Donald Trump before going to advise Harvey Weinstein. Conflict of interest, I say, Uh, But I do understand why you go there, and we discussed that. Like, I get why he would want her in his corner, but why would she do it? Spoiler alert. Cha-ching! I'm just making drops here, so if someone wants to, like, cut these things, add them, send them to me so I can do that, these are, like, sound effects that I'm adding. But, yeah. If you don't like Spongebob, fuck you. I'm not even going to explain that one. This is the note I wrote to myself to do in the intro, and um, I feel like there is an explanation in the episode for that. Dahmer movie recommendations. Yes. Uh, the Jeremy Renner Dahmer, which is my favorite. It's just called Dahmer. Prime Video. Amazon Prime. So if you're a Prime member, and if you're not, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's the best thing you could ever have. It, Dahmer is on there for free right now. Completely free, and my friend Dahmer on HBO Go. So sometimes some of us get that completely free because people never log out of our Apple TV. But if you have to pay, it's not that bad, and it's a pretty cool app. They have the Spawn cartoon on there, and all of Eastbound and Down and True Blood. Those shows are great. Um, speaking of, I make a note about my Death Room ASMR, but I think that's just for me to do that. I talk about that in here. Uh, It's a pretty good idea. Um, I hope I can do that. Embrace my weird with my love of Spider-Man 3. Yes, um, I do that in this episode. And the reason it's Embrace Your Weird is because I interviewed Felicia Day about her book that it's called that. Uh, You should listen to that episode. Because I did it by itself so that no one had to be tied to the bullshit I say. Like my love of Spider-Man 3. Whatever, y'all can eat a dick. It's one of the funniest comedies I've ever seen. Definitely James Franco's best performance. Oh, I actually looked up something. It's been a while because I know that researching is something I hate doing and I have to take five fucking classes. So I try to block things out that are extraneous, I would say, like Van Wilder quotes. But I actually looked it up. Elbert Hubbard was the original person who said, Don't take life too seriously. You'll never get out alive. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds did not invent everything. Did not know that. But good to know. And now I can sound smart. And you can too, people. It's like Netflix documentaries. You've really just stoned and you clicked on the wrong thing. But now you watch something, and you can sound smart to tell people about it later. That's what podcasts are for, too, guys. Whenever I quote podcasts, people think I'm smart. You should do that. You should quote some of the things I say. Maybe not all of them, um, but yeah. Yeah, that um, Albert Hubbard fact there. That one's a good one. Off-center. That's not the name of my cover band, But a show that I talk about in here, a short lived show on the WB at the time, a WWWB. I'm sorry, folks. That was unnecessary. Uh, I, I, you know, don't know why I went there. But yeah, it was from 2000 to 2002. And I did so well on the cast. I just want to commend myself. I got everyone right. I didn't mix up anyone. And I almost forgot Lauren Stamill was the girl. She was pretty cool. Um, you would recognize her as being one of the CIA agents or FBI. What was she on Burn Notice? I don't know. I watched Burn Notice. Sam Sam is a great character. I watch anything with Bruce Campbell. But yeah, she was on that show. And his guest starred in a lot of stuff. I watched like 911. That shit's great. We should talk more about nine one one and how Peter Krause and Angela Bassett are amazing. But yeah, I get everyone right, and I'm pretty proud of that. And it was a pretty forgettable show because literally no one I've ever met has ever seen it. So kudos to me, and you'll just have to listen to figure out the plot of the show, which I also sum up pretty well. To have not seen in that long. It is weird what my brain stores. Sort of like, it's weird how I'm still talking. But these are the notes I wrote to go over in this when I was talking the first time. Yeah, it's weird. All podcasts is is talking, talking, talking. And yet some people can't even do that. Yeah, all you have to do is be interesting, folks. You don't actually have to be factual. We all know that. Um, that really wasn't any dig at any particular person, really. It was just a lot of people bullshit. But I'll stop talking now, because this is getting into bullshit territory. And almost two hours at the pod. So, guys, enjoy the bright side of cancer culture. Of cancer culture? No, of cancel culture. Lisa Bloom and Rotten Tomatoes. Mrs. Brightside is brought to you by... Pink Honey Collective,
1: the leading self-care brand in the CBD industry with a mission to provide high-quality CBD goodies for all of the busy bees who believe in holistic healing. You can grab your bath, beauty, and wellness products for you and your pet at www.pinkhoneycbd.com and get 20% off with code BRIGHTSIDE. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Pink Honey CBD and Pink Honey Collective.
0: That's promo code BRIGHTSIDE, one word, at PinkHoneyCBD.com. Psychology, turn your attention to me Because I'm not just really high or joking about, I'll be crying It's just what I have to say And I've got a master's degree Now on Apple, Google, and Spotify Mrs. Brightside, you're listening to Mrs. Brightside, where the glass is always half full. It's your CBT on CBD, and I just want to commend myself for doing that well at that, considering I'm smoking weed at this very moment. Um, yeah. But, as usual, I blabber on and blabber on. But there's another person sitting here who is not, who you don't know yet. So, introduce yourself and tell them why you're here. Hi, my name is Mary Basmajian. Uh, I'm the funny Armenian
1: girl. I'm a comedian. And uh, I'm here because I want to talk about some stuff. I like talking to Lucretia. She has a lot of cool ideas. Some I agree with, some I don't.
0: See, and that's the more fun stuff. When people disagree. I know that there is this, you know, thing that people like all the, you know, especially our generation, the millennials, they yeah, like to agree right. on everything. Yeah. That is fucking boring. Like,
1: right? it's great or that it's not that, it's not that yeah. everybody has, it's just that when someone has a different opinion than you, they're automatically quote unquote canceled. Yeah, and I'm like, so, ugh. There's that. It's There's that It's more fun problem. to disagree. Yeah. I mean, like, a yeah. bunch of opinions, but what what are we here to talk
0: about today? Well, since you brought up cancel culture, <laughs> um, like, yeah, let's talk about that. Because let me get the direct quote since, you know, I don't want to, you know, because the Baldwin roast, which at, won't did air you, for us, like... Did you go to the live show for that? No, I wanted to. I tried to, and they wouldn't give me tickets, but they'll give people like Matt Fondelier tickets. Oh, uh, should I say... <laughs> like, not bad Matt, just not good Matt, as Adam would put it. No, but those were because of Adam. But yeah, I wanted to go because Adam was doing the roasting. He hadn't done one in years, but because Baldwin's his friend, like, they got him on there. And it's funny because Adam is friends with Caitlyn Jenner, in a way, because he's like, he goes, yeah, she did my doc, like, the uppity one with the really T ribs. And, you know, they love racing, and so they were, like, sitting next to each other, and it's it kind of funny. Yeah. Like... Because uh, she was the butt of most of the jokes, is what right. I know. Because, like, that's the thing. is like, it won't air on Comedy Central till Sunday, um, September 15th. And so, yeah, if you have Comedy Central, that's great. And If you have Comedy Central and you like this podcast, if you don't mind giving me your password so I can watch <laughs> that. As well as Good Talk with Anthony Jeselnik and reruns of Reno 911 and the cart- mm. short-lived cartoon Drawn Together. Um, that is why I want a Comedy Central app password because they won't let you just pay for it. Um, but hey, Comedy Central, you could also just give that to me. That works too. Uh, (laughs) All right. uh, Whatever. But yeah, (laughs) the Baldwin roast, uh, Adam had a great quote. That was what I was going with. This cancel culture. It's so hard to like hold a joint and type and try to like make sure everything's (laughs) right. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Why don't you hold this joint for me? (laughs)
1: Had posted something today as well on Facebook or yesterday. Blake, like Blake Griffin, uh, roast-y. oh, I love Blake Griffin, <laughs> and I'm like, you guys are like Blake Griffin wrote these jokes, yeah. dude. Like, fucking, relax. There's like fucking 10 comedians back there. I'm sure. No, everything is written. I feel like everything is pre written, like, all roasts have
0: it already.
1: You don't think so? You think it's the actual people writing this?
0: Well, I know that Adam wrote his jokes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I'm like but about yeah, the it was like but yeah, the non comedians, like yeah, Blake and Caitlin, Jeff Ross and then the team right. of writers wrote those. Yeah. And two though Blake Griffin like has done stand up. Like so it was not surprise Oh you have you've never seen Blake. I have not. He would do stand up at West Side Comedy in Santa Monica sometimes and I think he's even been on at the improv in some places. Yeah. Like that's and that's hilarious. the thing is Blake Griffin is funny, but, yeah, I guarantee, like, most of those ropes like, those jokes were written by, by, you know, writers, and, and like Adam says, they kind of go over it before, and kind of, like, and he said what was interesting about Caitlyn Jenner, I'm still, yeah, here's the Vulture article that has the direct quote, but I'll tease it with, he said that Caitlyn was really smart, because he said that Friday, they, they went over everything, and and had it in prompter, and he said that she filmed the prompter so she would know how it comes up, because Adam said he was frustrated, because he's like, yeah, it's just different than what I wrote sometimes when they put it in there, and you're trying to, like, focus on that, but he's like, wow, that was really smart to film the prompter. Yeah. And, And so you had it like that to practice, but yeah, like, and that's the thing, is like, you know, some of the people write their own material, but yeah, like... There's a team of writers in, too. A lot of it kind of gets punched up and right. put in, and, and so there is that, but let me get... Yeah, Corolla combats cancel culture. Adam Corolla podcast juggernaut and veteran roaster since taking on Hugh Hefner in 2001... Made damn sure his closing remarks are among the boldest of the evening. If I can rant for just one minute, Harry began before nodding to Baldwin. You're a great sport. You have a great sense of humor. Unlike the social justice warriors who, who are going to be out there tweeting that all the jokes are problematic. You people can blow me, you fucking, er, you pussy fucksticks. Um, this is a goddamn roast. Comedians need a place where they can be offensive without your bullshit fake outrage. You hashtag heroes, you already ruined the Oscars, you're all woke and no joke. So if you were offended by anything said tonight, please give a reach around to your emotional support dog and shut the fuck up. This is our safe space, bitches. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. The, and that's the reason I love Adam. That's from Vulture's uh, Julie Seabob in the six most memorable moments from Comedy Central's roast because she apparently got to go. Um, <laughs> I'm not bitter, though. Um, you don't sound bitter at all. Yeah. No. I, Because I, that's the thing is I love Alec Baldwin because... Most people would know Alec Baldwin more from, like, stuff like 30 Rock and, like, you know. But one of my favorite Baldwin uh, films is because we watch this frequently in school when you go to Texas. is 13 Days. (laughs) the Alamo. Yep, it's the Alamo movie. But, yeah, you gotta love, love Baldwin. Because, too, also, another one of my favorite Alec Baldwin things is the Clerks cartoon. He is Leonardo Leonardo.
1: <laughs> I have to see that.
0: Uh, oh my god, we will watch that later. Because it's super easy, because there's only six episodes. Because it was on ABC. like yeah. And, like, right after, like, Drew Carey and stuff, which was, like, a good block, I thought, because I enjoyed it. But, yeah. Mm. It is hilarious. Like... Okay. I you. That's uh, I often quote that show, and I guess people think I wrote those jokes. <laughs> Although I'm just as funny, if not funnier, than Kevin Smith. I'm at least a bigger man than Kevin Smith. Not obviously size wise, but <laughs> he's a pussy. <laughs> what? Why? Because he's vegan now? Uh, no. <laughs> like that. That's Get probably it. on the low end of like. He's just one of those people that. Because he and, like, it's one of, I love his movies. My cat's name is fucking Banky. Just, I have a blunt man action figure as well as Brody and Randall. Yeah, I was going like, to say, you actually yeah. look like you're a fan of that. Uh, yeah, they, there is a giant cloaks poster. Yeah, I'm a fan of his stuff, but, like, he's one of those that the, the more I've been in Hollywood, the more I'm like, oh, like, he's, he just doesn't man up in situations. Because he and Adam had a bad deal, like, and it, he, like, he said some, some things and never took responsibility for his side of this and basically fucked Adam over. So I'm like, eh, I'm on so you're just an Adam fan. Yeah, and also, like, I remember hating Reese Witherspoon because I read his book and, like, he basically painted her as, like, kind of a bitch. And then whenever she got drunk and out of control and got arrested, like, I then liked her because she was kind of, like, funny about it and not bitchy. Like, yeah, that, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, did I? I sort of like like her more now because too the I've also heard some other accounts of Kevin Smith sort of like stealing ideas, including oh. my uh, my John Ham should be Batman. I thought of that way before you, buddy, and said it on a lot of podcasts before you. Oh, so yeah, he likes to be the victim in his stories and and, and um doesn't always come up with everything. Ooh, hmm. that's. Those he are does some, not those like to give credit words. He does not like to give credit where credits due,
1: because well, I, I know some
0: to... former. Uh... Who, does? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who does? I do like because I have no problem being like, especially if people think it's horrible. I'd be like, my brother wrote that. Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> it's like if it was horrible, he probably did. So here you go. I don't mind. Like I'm all about giving giving credit.
1: Yeah, so, um, you were telling me earlier about Lisa Bloom. Oh, yeah. That was, I didn't know that, and that's very, uh, surprising to me.
0: Yeah, because, um, so Lisa Bloom was the original representation of Harvey Weinstein, like, sort when of. The, the it, yeah. mm-hmm. When the case first broke. hmm When the case started Not an advisor, in. but an actual. Well, yeah. oh, I'm going to leave that out for now. I should probably, since I'm like, I'm about to have to read something, so I should probably put the joint down. Mm Um, but yeah, so, and and the interesting thing about Lisa Bloom is who her mother is, is Lisa Bloom is Gloria Allred's daughter, Mm -hmm. and had represented people in other sexual assault cases before, and yeah, when your mother's her, like, one would assume that if, if I'm Harvey Weinstein, in this weird scenario, <laughs> I would want this person to right? be my advisor. Because, yeah, like, she pretty well had represented... After Weinstein? Uh, no. He, that was before. Ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, well, it was like a little bit... It wasn't too long before the Harvey Weinstein. That was the thing. I thought Harvey Weinstein was first. I thought he was the one... O'Reilly stuff, that was all the way back in, like, 2017. Um, so like there I am here in Hollywood,
1: because
0: uh, and that was sort of the interesting thing because like she represented four women against Donald Trump. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, like you said, if uh, if
1: I was Harvey Weinstein, you know, I'd probably want someone like that too on my team to help me get out of my shit.
0: Yeah, because as I say, on his part, that's pretty smart. But that's like a piece of shit, yeah. It is one of those <laughs> things that if your thing is being the you know women victim champion here like like Lisa was. Like and this is the stuff I tell to people. Lisa, just like her mother, all they care about is a paycheck. They do not care about you. They do not care about victims' rights. And two, just this is not a woman thing. It's a lawyer thing. (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: that's just what it is. I'm, I'm glad
0: they're helping women. I'm
1: glad they're helping women when they are good. But let's not pretend that, you know, like you said, that they're not thinking about the money. You know, it's, it, it, bottom line is the money. You can't fucking be like, no, you know, they're doing it for, you know, because they love women and they're, they're, they they're support women. Get the fuck out of here. Do you know how much money that's bringing them?
0: Yeah. Bring it, them to their firms. And that's why, just so you guys know, this whole cancel culture, social justice warrior stuff, like a lot of this virtue signaling and everything online... That's all that's about either. And that's the stuff that I'm, the reason I like to talk about this is, is to kind of show that side, the hypocrisy. Right. And now a word from our sponsors. Like Mrs. Brightside? Well, the PodCoin app pays you to listen to this podcast and every podcast. It's the podcast player that pays. Yes, that's very difficult to say. Just get the PodCoin app on iPhone or Android. It's free and super easy to use. You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards and donate to charity. It literally is amazing. It turns your podcast listening into charity, or if you like, just get some Amazon or Starbucks gift cards. I don't judge. I use the PodCoin app to do all my podcast listening now, and I love it. Go get it on the App Store or Google Play today. Seriously, just get the PodCoin app and use invite code BRIGHTSIDE. You'll get 300 PodCoins just for signing up if you use my code. That's 300 PodCoins just for signing up if you use promo code BRIGHTSIDE. Go give the PodCoin app a try today. Yeah, and, and I'm just really interested in in dissecting that and sort of letting people see through that, the real lens. Like, and, and this is the whole thing, the reason I do the podcast is to sort of debunk the narrative. hmm Yeah. You do know you're going to get a lot of backlash, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, because, too, like, I do like to come at it with facts. And, like I say, like, with the Kevin Smith, I'm like, that's my opinion. I do like his stuff. This doesn't mean... It's just like, right. hey, I'm just not a big fan of this person and how they've chosen to, to deal with stuff. But that's why I like... I like to be more of a facts person. Because, yeah, this is... This is the memo from Lisa Bloom... Uh, about Harvey Weinstein that has been featured in a new book. Let me get that. Yeah, because that was like the interesting part. Is just like mm-hmm. in the full book she said by reporters. You know, I love how ads come up when I'm trying to read something. And I'm already like fumbling it. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, the memo was featured in the full book she said by reporters Jody Cantor and Megan Taway. And that's T-W-O-H-E. I may have butchered it, but that is... Because it's like, you know, Ronan Farrow is credited, you know, in here a little bit as well. Because he's really the one who, like, you know, broke open the case. Which, again, is, you know, interesting, you know, because it, it is Sinatra's son. Or, or Woody Allen's. But we all know he's hot. He's got to be Sinatra's, right? <laughs> And look, there's even a Family Guy joke on that. And like before I get to the memo, isn't it funny how Family Guy predicted everything in the Me Too movement? <sighs> and by predicted, I mean Seth MacFarlane didn't mind being truthful because he said Weinstein many times including the Oscars, right? You had a uh, spacey singer, Brett Ratner, Like, and I think if we talked about this, like, (laughs) oh my goodness, because I love, I love talking about how Seth MacFarlane was saying these things for years. And so were a lot of other people, because it's just like with Louis C.K. When I first moved to L.A., a female comic told me, do not go to the comedy store and be around Louis C.K. Like. Really? Like, yeah, I was told that when I moved here. Right. And, And it's like, you know, everything's a little bit of an open secret. <laughs> sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm not gonna clap. <laughs> My bad. That's what I do when things fall or break mm-hmm. or someone mm-hmm. falls. Like, funny. Sorry. My bad. It was hilarious.
1: <laughs> you know what, mm-hmm. though? Like, uh, totally. Like, there are. I knew about that, too. I knew about Louis C.K. before it came out as well.
0: Yeah. But, like, it was an open a, secret. Like, I don't know. Right. I mean, it, and that was the thing with Harvey Weinstein. People knew. Yeah, it's like everybody knew. And it is one of those things that, you know, this was what she sent is, It was a treat to speak with you today, though yes, we'd all prefer better circumstances. I've spent the rest of the day reading Jack and Sarah's thorough reports about Rose, who truly comes across as a pathological liar, and also your former assistant, who seems to be less of a concern. I also read through a lot of Rose's Twitter feed to get a sense of her and watch her short film, Dawn. I'm no film critic, but I found it dreadful, but also telling as to who Rose is boy meets girl, girl trusts boy, boy murders girl, all men suck, the end. I feel equipped to help you against the roses of the world. Oh, and to be clear, this is obviously Rose McGowan. And I was like, oh, wait, it only says Rose, so I'll be, like, clear. That's me, Lucretia. Now, (laughs) because this is honestly worse than 90% of the shit I've said on this podcast. And that's pretty bad. So, yeah, I got to say, Lisa Bloom, if I don't want to be tied to your words and the shit I say, that's pretty bad. But, yeah, I feel equipped to help you against the roses of the world. I'll repeat that. uh, Because I have represented so many of them. Because I have represented so many of them. And basically saying the roses. Like, whether you mean sexual assault victims or pathological liars as you referred to her as. They start out as impressive, bold women. But the more one presses for evidence, the weaknesses and lies are revealed. She doesn't seem to have much going on these days except her rapidly escalating identity as a female warrior, or a feminist warrior, which seems to be entirely based on her online rants. For her to keep her Rose Army following, she must continue ramping up the outrageousness of her diatribes. Clearly she, ha- she, clearly she must be stopped in her ridiculous, defamatory attacks on you. She is dangerous. You are right to be concerned. Options after my initial read, which I can flesh out on our next call. Initiating friendly contact with her through me or good intermediary. And after establishing a relationship workout, a win-win. Key question, what does she want? To direct, it appears. (laughs) To direct. It appears. And like a question mark. Like, is this like what she thinks she would like ask for? Like, like that's what's weird to me right here. It's like, key question, like colon, what does she want? Question. To direct, it appears. Question. Like, (laughs) I was like, this is just weirdly worded too. Because it's also like, yeah, are you just giving leading questions? Like countertops online campaign to push back and call her out as a pathological liar a few well-placed articles now will go a long way if and this is what i was talking about earlier like i think before we got on Mike, when i was ranting about the media like this is what i'm saying Mm. this proves i love i love being right more than anything you know except like my cat and my brother and my mommy but like <laughs> <laughs> being right is definitely top five and this especially when i have like something that proves it and i didn't even know that was going to happen <laughs> and now everyone knows what a crazy narcissist i am but again only a 14 <laughs> only a 14 um you know on the dr drew scale we can have you take that later it'll be oh funny oh my god but yeah um if, yeah So, a few well-placed articles will now go a long way if things blow up for us down the line. We can place an article re her becoming increasingly unglued so that when someone Googles her, this is what pops up and she is discredited. We have all the facts based on publicly available information. This can begin simultaneous with number one. Cease and desist letter from me warning her of the violation of agreement with you and putting on notice of causes of action for California claims of false light, invasion of privacy, defamation, etc at risk. She cost the letter online generating heat and backlash. Sarah I need to see the agreement, please. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's some weird little uh, like lawyer sides. Um but yeah. They probably
1: did that so that people that got a hold of it when it leaked like you wouldn't understand it yeah (laughs) like they're speaking in code
0: (laughs) yeah and it's like i understand it when it's horrible like (laughs) no it is it's really that is just so fucked up because it's not even over there are two more talking points that she has on here as options like yeah has it
1: has anyone brought this up to her like hey you're this is fucked up. You're yeah, lying. like,
0: that's the thing, is it's been all over the internet, like, once this came out, like, the book. When did this come out? Um, so, this, like, she sent that a while back, oh, I was reading Felicia Day's book, Embrace Your Weird, which you guys will hear the interview on this podcast, you probably did, I may put it in the beginning. But yeah, that's, that's how the magic happens, I already did that interview, which is why that book was there. Hmm. Um, but, yeah. Nine ten was when this article came out uh, that I was reading this off September of that prompted 10, me. So, so yesterday? yeah, yesterday, yeah, because like this, because I remember seeing this tweet because that was what prompted me. Huh. From Yashar Ali at Yashar on Twitter, this uh, HuffPo contributor or whatever. Somehow the article, like they put, they put it up there, and I guess it was just yesterday. See, sometimes my days are like super long but yeah and and i guess because the book has just come out like or they're releasing pieces of it and that's the thing is like i knew that lisa bloom was involved with the harvey weinstein case because i listened to adam carolla and mark garagos's podcast reasonable doubt and and they talked about this before yeah and who said it like mark garagos said it yeah, he said that, like, Lisa Bloom was advising on the Harvey Weinstein case back when when that all dropped. Because, like, I I would listen to that sporadically. Uh, like And I remember, because I was particularly interested in the case, because yeah. uh, as a Lifelong Family Guy fan, I've always known this guy was a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, because as I say, like, it goes on. Because she's like, start the Weinstein Foundation focusing on gender equality in film, etc., or establish the Weinstein standards, which seek to have one third of films directed by women or written by women, or passing the betchel test: two named female characters talk a- a- go each other and about someone something besides a man. I'm like, is that what the betchel test is? Like, I literally didn't know that because I was like, that's not a psychology thing. <laughs> like, I like, was so prepared that I was like, that's not a psychology thing. That's apparently all I know. That's, so it's like she knew what
1: would calm the people that are going to complain about whatever. And she like, yeah, do this, do that. That's fucked up. Like, yeah, because
0: I was like, this is the last one. You and I come out publicly in a preemptive interview where you talk about evolving on women's issues prompted by the death of your mother, Trump pussy grab tape, and that's what it says, Trump pussy grab tape. So I'm kind of just laughing like this was that was in a professional email, guys. That was in a professional email. And maybe nasty unfounded hurtful rumors about you. This will be headline grabbing if you express genuine contrition for anyone who hurt you while emphasizing it was always adult consensual behavior. You sh- you thought that was enough at the time, but now realize it's more nuanced that a power imbalance means something, etc. You reached out to me to help understand rapidly involving social issues around sexual misconduct because you are a good and decent person. God, I almost threw up in my mouth there. Like, As evidenced by your life's work. This is in, in like, uh, parentheses. I'm, like, doing the hand motions on a fucking talk. That's like a dipshit. Um, yeah. As evidenced by your life's work making films on important social issues and extremely generous philanthropy. Again, I'll throw up in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Examples. Charlie Sheen... As women were set to come out against him re-HIV status, did a Today Show interview recently where he came out with it with it himself, receiving massive praise. I represented a few uh, women and their stories were largely drowned out by his interview and the love he got for it. It is so key from a reputation management standpoint to be the first to tell the story. I strongly recommend this. If you agree, I'd like to come out and meet with you to go over the story in some detail. The story. The narrative. What they want to push. I want to be clear. Again, going back to I'm right. and It's awesome. Um, <laughs> where was I? Uh, yeah. So this is done for maximum effectiveness. You should be the hero of your story, not the villain. This is very doable. Oh, oh my god! Like I at least very doable. <laughs> what I do know, because when I was saying that Charlie Scene stuff, it didn't fuck up the mic, so I know that the ghost isn't Corey Haim, because I live in the <laughs> complex yeah. of which he died. So I would imagine if right? that's the ghost that sometimes fucks up my mic and my Bluetooth and other random shit, that I know now that is not Corey Haim <laughs> for sure. Okay, good to know. It's not him. Maybe it's so. Bill like James. we solved some problems. I read a thing <laughs> from start to finish, only with a few fuck ups. because well, I'm not that great at reading out loud. Mm-hmm. I can great. read a teleprompter okay, but like, you did great. Thank you. <laughs> I like, it. but yeah, the vegetable test. Like, and I do kind of remember hearing this, but I guess I didn't realize what it was. Like, it like it has to have at least two named women in it. Who talk to each other and about something besides a man okay Define. that's it that's a thing do movies pass the special test it says that John Wick chapter 3 does not I mean I don't remember that in the movie because yeah I don't think two women ever talked to you but it, you know what? that was a great movie and I don't care like mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves Killed a bunch of people and I laughed a lot. <laughs> I had a good time. I ate Not an audible no and went to see that by myself. Nice. It, w- it was a great time. You remi- you kind of remind me of Nanor,
1: the okay. girl that you met. In, uh, oh yeah, because she's a huge John Wick fan and she loves doing shit by herself. She's great at it.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we're kind of the same person. Then that sounds <laughs> like I love John Wick too because I love Keanu Reeves. And I loved Keanu Reeves before it was cool to love Keanu Reeves. She totally has said that
1: before.
0: (laughs) For sure, though. I 100%
1: agree. She's
0: just our main Lucretia.
1: Yes, that's exactly (laughs) what she is. But, (laughs) no, uh, she was telling me about, like, this other movie that he was in in the 90s where he was Buddha. And, like, there's, I don't know what the movie is called, but I'm assuming Buddha. Yeah.
0: Like, because, I'm trying to think of what that is, because, like, man, like, I, one of my favorite movies, like, growing up was, like, I always loved him in The Dracula with Gary Oldman, Mm. like, and because it's so, like, I always liked things, like, ironically, before hipsters took that over (laughs) and, like, to laugh at, because, like, when he is saying, like, shakespearean level shit like because it's like full-on bram stroker's dracula they use a lot like from the book so like you know certainly like an old english sort of like sounding words coming out of keanu reeves mouth is fucking hysterical yeah like that movie is so funny to me like i love dracula 2002 he's not in it but i just want to clarify there are other good dracula movies that you don't have to take so seriously dracula 2000 is fucking hilarious Spoiler alert, Dracula is Judas? What? Yeah, and it's Gerard Butler? Yeah, like, how is that not a good movie? Again, watch Dracula 2000, folks, and if you've never seen the Gary Oldman Dracula, um, see that too, because Keanu Reeves is hilarious in it, and Gary Oldman rolls. He's, like, the greatest, like, actor of our generation. But, um, also, Keanu Reeves... Oh, The Replacements. I enjoy that when people laugh at that. It's pretty funny. He plays a replacement football player during the the lockout. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, My Own Private Idaho is a good, like, sensitive, because it's him and River Phoenix. Like, if I could bang any ghosts, River Phoenix would be it. (laughs) Uh, How about you? If you could bang any ghosts, who would it be? Ghosts? Yeah. Whoa. Why is someone knocking on my door? And now, a word from our sponsors. Mrs. Brightside is brought to you by Good Beer. It's good. Did you stop at the knock? Yeah, like, yeah, because I was just like, wait, who's at the door? Yeah, I totally shouldn't have answered the door. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I pushed start again. But yeah, it's so funny. It's like, because I'm like, no one, be clear. That's the reason I openly talk about where I live. Because guess what? You will not fucking find me. Unless you are a court, <laughs> apparently <laughs> they will find you. Uh, yeah. Um, whatever. It's credit card debt. Like mm, that's why I say if you want to sponsor the show so that I can, uh, you know, pay this off, that'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, like I have no problem being a little bit honest there because it, it is funny because I'm just like, who the hell would knock on my door? I I literally thought it was more likely. For me to have accidentally ordered delivery, and that have been it than anything else of someone because even then I'm like delivery drivers can't find this. I go meet them at the gate because I literally yeah. live in the fucking abyss of this. So complex. how
1: did this guy get in?
0: I don't know, but that's the thing is they're sneaky. Wow, I know that was freaky because I was like, oh man, I was kind of hoping it was a ghost, right. like, but no, because well, I was talking about you
1: it. You know, right? Exactly. Yeah. But you know what I was thinking is. Like, recently, I was even thinking, like, when someone asks you, are you so-and-so, I mm-hmm. always feel weird. I'm like, why? Yeah. So, like, oh, man. Why would is someone at your fucking door ask if you're
0: this person? Yeah. No. Creepy. Yeah, because I'm like, wait, am I, am I getting something? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is a summons.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, fuck. <laughs> I shouldn't have, yeah. So, I, damn it, I, like, I should have pulled this is my dad like I need you inside me again like you know your spirit like when you told me to quit my job the other day and it was like there I needed you to tell me no lie 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 do what I would do (laughs) (laughs)
1: lie yeah my mom's like that too
0: oh yeah she's really she's a nice uh, fraudulent person yeah I know Uh, it, it is one of those things that 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 was one of those skills that my dad taught me that was great like because as you know you've seen the benefits of me bullshitting and getting into things (laughs) like like i'm pretty good at the bullshit like and that's how i've gotten away with my life for so long i guess but you know the walls start to come down but yeah if you could have sex with any ghosts who would it be i don't know i haven't because you got to think of people that were hot when they died. That's why right. I always go with River Phoenix or Cory Monteith from Glee. Like, because I thought he was pretty hot, even though mm-hmm. I didn't really watch that show. Um, I only watched a few episodes. I'm
1: trying to think, I don't know. I don't
0: know who I would. I There's feel another like...
1: movie named Serenity.
0: Sorry, I was still mm-hmm. reading the special test thing. Sorry. I
1: don't know. I guess um what's his name? Ariana Grande's ex. Oh, uh, Mac Miller or whatever? Yeah, he's cute. Or the D. don't know. I'm just trying to think These of the These are all people
0: that I would not have sex with if they were alive. Right? Much less their <laughs> okay. so I'm like, they're just, like, because they're, they're A, too young, because people, like. How old I, is he? I, I will say, that. though, Corey Monteith was only, like, 29 when he died, but he was still kind of hot. Same thing with River Phoenix. He was pretty young, but he was still, like, hot. Like, maybe, and that's the thing, though. It's like, they're. There's guys in their 40s are the hottest, but they usually don't die. Paul Walker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. Paul Walker. That's a good choice. Paul Walker. Yeah. Poor guy. I know. I think I'm going to start changing mind to Paul Walker just because it's like he's in the right age range. I was
1: actually driving through La Cunada today and I was behind a car that said Walker and I realized he's from La Cunada. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. This is, I'm assuming his mom.
0: I don't know but yeah he is what's weird about that is when i first moved to la literally on my way here because i remember it was when we were in the hotel in phoenix like driving my crap like my mom me and my dog and cat and my grandparents because they had their van full of my crap and me and my mom were in my car with the pets and we stopped and stayed in phoenix and that's when it happened Because we were all watching the news on TV, and that's when Paul Walker died. Oh, shit. And that was crazy. So, that was like, it'll be six years in uh, November, the end of November. Damn. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because hell, like, the Fast and Furious franchise keeps going on with him, though. With that that new technology, they just (laughs) (laughs) have fucking... Because his brothers basically uh, switch out and play him because he looks like... They look so much alike him. Did you,
1: um, is it recording?
0: Yeah. Oh, shit, oh I can. Play. Oh, no, we're good. Um, yeah, like, it's funny. We stopped to get beer, and then she totally forgot that I had mentioned what the knock was, and we had this whole conversation <laughs> about ghost sex, and then Keanu Reeves, like, I can talk some more about Keanu Reeves, like, I love talking, because <laughs> I remember there was this guy who liked me, because he's like, I like the fact that. Because I was in high school, and he was an older guy, so, like, I always had problems, guys. Um, but, yeah, like, he was like, I love the way, like, someone dissed Johnny Depp. Like, no, somebody dissed Keanu Reeves. Um, yeah, that's kind of a Freudian slip. One of them is great. Um, the other one has had some issues, but Alice Cooper hopefully is helping him there. Uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, but So hot and cry, baby. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I love oh. that you love Crybaby. I love John Waters. I have Cecil B. Demented. That's my favorite John Waters movie. Okay. Have you ever seen that one? No, I haven't. No, Crybaby's good though because it's a musical. But yeah, you'll like Cecil B. Demented. Like, cause I always, ha- cause I love dicks. Like, and, yeah. and I mean like assholes. Like uh, <laughs> Stephen Dorff. I was like, well, yeah, um, that too. But yeah, like Stephen Dorff uh, was like one of my favorite actors. Um, I'll get back to Keanu Reeves in a minute. But yeah, Stephen Dorff is the star of Cecil B. Demented with Melanie Griffiths. It's pretty funny. He plays a sexy, crazy director. He's really into, like, Andy Warhol. Oh. My house is really into Andy Warhol. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's a pretty funny movie. A lot of people haven't seen it, though, because I guess it was more like a cult hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, back to cult hits like Keanu Reeves. Because back when I was really into him, not like I'm not now, because who isn't, but... Yeah, the guy was like, I love how you just like defended Keanu Reeves. We're like, no, he is a good actor. He's great at this. He's this. And like, yeah, he's Canadian Hawaiian is why he sounds like that. And I would just go off and be like, oh my God. Because as much as you people know that I love John Constantine, he is my favorite comic book character. And in the Constantine movie, Keanu Reeves plays John Constantine, or so it says. Not really. But I still enjoy that movie and still love Keanu. I'm fine with all iterations of Constantine. The NBC show. The great uh, Legends of Tomorrow bits. Even the cartoon, guys. But yeah, like, seeing Keanu Reeves as John Constantine-ish on screen as a little kid. My mom took me to the theater because we all loved Constantine. So great. And yeah, so I always defend that movie and Keanu. And I just, actually remember yeah. they
1: would make fun of him. Of They would make fun of his, low like, yeah, slow would, talking.
0: Yeah, because that was a thing. In high school, people would yeah, make fun yeah. of Keanu Reeves, and I was like, fuck y'all. Cause yeah, it, it, like, yeah. And The Matrix had come out, like, not... Like, The Matrix was more of his more recent thing, but it was sort of that in-between time. Because I'm trying to think, like, The Gift. That's a good one. Uh, that's Sam Raimi. Um, and the, but I'm thinking... What else am I thinking of with Keanu Reeves? Like, it's the one? Devil's Advocate. That was the one that I was thinking of earlier and how awesome it is. But, yeah. If you don't like Keanu Reeves, and, or if you're new on the bandwagon, fuck you. <laughs> Dude's always been awesome. Wait, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> That's just how I talk. Yeah, I was trying to think, because I was like... Isn't Alec Baldwin William B. Travis? But, like, I didn't want to say it and not be true in that, uh, yeah, uh, Glory in the 13 Days of the Alamo movie. But, yeah, he was. Because I was like, oh, and what's cool is my mom banged a descendant of William Travis. That was what I was getting at. For a long time, too, because he was, like, our boss, um, like, for a while, But, yeah, sorry, Mom. I had to say that because that was a fun anecdote about Chris. Uh, We'll give no last names. It's not Travis. But, yeah, he was one of the descendants of William B. Travis. Isn't that interesting? That is. Yeah. He was at least attractive. But my mom did tell me she'd never had sex with an ugly person, and I gave her, like, mad respect for that. Yeah. And what's funny is when I tweeted that she said that, Tom Arnold wanted to bang her. Yeah. Wow, he, I think he just wanted to be the first ugly person, but it was funny. So <laughs> Twitter exchange between me
1: and oh, Tom shit.
0: Arnold, as in Roseanne's ex. He's pretty crazy, dude. Yeah, he's pretty funny though. Like he's like he's, he's funny, like funny he's crazy. crazy. Yeah, like, like that's the thing is I like character people like Tom Arnold. Like I I love a, a crazy guy. Yeah, but yeah, she was and it's funny though. Sorry, Tom, but my mom was like, mm, I'm good. Like <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Mom. Uh, but, yeah, I'm telling some weird sex stories about my mom. It's weird that <laughs> I know that. <laughs> what else did you want to... Um, I, I saw the TMZ thing we
1: were talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. Paul Mooney. Yeah,
0: Paul Mooney. What so, the hell? <laughs> what's funny, going into sharing inappropriate things with my mom, is a great magnet moment, as Adam would call it, was this Paul Mooney with Richard Pryor's son thing... I wasn't even aware of until I was trying to show my mom the Richard Pryor Hollywood Bowl AIDS benefit incident. Because um, that's what you like to talk about your family with, is Richard Pryor being <laughs> horrible. But I was like, oh, you'll find this interesting. I'd heard it on the Adam Carolla show earlier. like Because I'd never heard that story before and I've been a Richard Pryor fan for years. Um, I grew up listening to that because, again, we've already heard, I grew up in a terrible family who likes to share these things. <laughs> but, yeah, and so, like, as I'm trying to find that, there's a bit in there about how he threatened to kill Paul Mooney for uh, having sex with his son. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, Paul Mooney isn't Mooney on movies? From The Chappelle Show. Right? And listen, he,
1: the bodyguard is right it's all because of a book though a lot of people are saying it's just guys just trying to sell a book you know how they always do yeah in la the older the they narrative get. yeah yeah the older they get they start spilling the tea just like last year um it was who was it that told
0: us about richard Pryor actually yeah his being... his wife confirmed that he banged marlon brando yeah because he did say it the the benefit he'd sucked a dick before yeah and i'm there you like go. yeah
1: uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah that's how like this bodyguard is writing this uh book and he was being interviewed on comedy hype and that's when they were like oh um he's talking about richard Pryor. He's like yeah that's when richard Pryor uh tried to pay me to kill paul mooney basically that's- i was like what <laughs> he's like that's when yeah like oh <laughs> richard, yeah like paul mooney slept with richard Pryor's son and you're just like wait what go back to that like you know so that's where, like, it all started from, and shit, it started, like, going crazy, everybody was, been, like, on the internet, just, like, <laughs> what the hell is going on, and then, um, Paul Mooney's sons, twin sons, came out against the, obviously, against the bodyguard, and they had their dad's back, and they were, like, this isn't true, this guy's talking shit, let, uh, let Ju- uh, Richard Pryor Jr. Yeah. speak for himself, he hasn't said
0: anything yet, but, uh, yeah, the, that was just crazy. Everybody was just shook. Yeah, because, like, that is a fucked up thing, but I'm like, wow, like, in the, I, the article I'd read that in was an older article, so it had been brought up before, so kind of like the the Cosby stuff, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's not like it hadn't been brought up before, <laughs> or <laughs> what do you have? A Island lot of or... times,
1: uh, shit, is, shit is brought up, but our generation just isn't paying
0: attention, or what is it yeah like because i will say like like i was talking about they decide to push certain things forward a little bit more writing a narrative as opposed to not always the truth so that's what happens sometimes is like nobody really wanted to think of bill cosby that way so sort of it's like almost a mandela effect sort of thing where you forget like about like key events like that okay or like they're misremember things is what the Mandela effect really is. And Listen, don't worry, guys. Listen,
1: Febreze is with two E's. Okay? Oh, what? That's one of the main Mandela effect. uh Fabrice is spelled oh, yeah. with two E's. Yeah. But it's spelled with one. Yeah. I've always thought it had two
0: E's. Oh, good, I didn't have to explain the Mandela effect, because I I really got that from X-Files. Yeah. (laughs) I just want people to... I just watch a lot of television, I'm not that smart. I got it off YouTube, I'm a
1: YouTube person, I love YouTube. Like, you go down that YouTube rabbit hole, you're kind of fucked, though. Oh, yeah, because
0: I will say that the... I was somebody who sort of remembered that Cosby thing before, just kind of, like, hearing about it. Like, there are certain things that once you kind of, you're like, yeah, I kind of remember hearing that but well, like the kazam shazam after yeah. that i could have sworn that shazam with sinbad existed like and then like oh my god it didn't like yeah. but i'm starting to think that this is definitely much more like the x files uh, situation cuz that dude was always there like, <laughs> right sorry i love the x files no matter the terrible things i've said about its creator I was to say, talk shit about Kevin Smith, too. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people who created stuff I like are not great people. And I think that's sort of encompassing a lot of, like, what we've talked about. Like, because whether it's Weinstein and all the Miramax movies, which are some, like, can include Kevin Smith's films, or Quentin Tarantino, or... Mm-hmm. And we all know we don't always hear the best stuff about Tarantino either. But you know what? Love all his movies. And I think that's the key that we have to get to. Is like we don't have to like these people to like their art. And it doesn't necessarily say something good, bad about us otherwise for enjoying it. I mean, it probably says more about me for liking Superman Returns and Brandon Routh as Superman better than your Snyder shit. Um... (laughs) Probably says more about me there than it does that Brian Singer made it. (laughs) 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 No, really. Like, and that does go to the fact that people are really upset about a recent Joker review from, you know, an incel, I guess. That's what they're called. And they they yeah, they exist. Yeah, they exist. Oh They're yeah, crazy. but I think it's weird that someone took that in, that review seriously at all. That this person would do anything, right. considering the end of the review. I should find this, but I'm too lazy. Um, yeah. the end of the review was like like great films, like or Batman v Superman. He said that Batman v Superman was a good movie. We cannot take this person seriously. <laughs> no disrespect to Affleck, who is not the problem. Uh, Affleck was great in that movie, guys. Like, the movie itself sucks. But again, Zack Snyder. Not everything he made sucks. I really enjoyed The Watchmen. There you That's go. one of my favorite movies. Again, I have a poster over there on my wall. Guys, in my house, I have a poster that says, A film by Zack Snyder, Watchmen, and then a film by Kevin Smith-Clerks. Yep. We can like things from people. And this sort of encompasses the cancel culture. Why do we need to cancel people? They, they still like their stuff. I mean, yeah, cancel culture is bad. Like, we should not do that because, like, too Kevin Spacey. Do we believe that he is probably a sexual predator? Yes. It, it and a lot of it is because he was abused himself, and right. the recidivism rate sadly is high. But it, it is be, it okay? But yeah, but yeah. like, see, that's a yeah, exactly. One. Everybody knew yeah. about Kevin, Kevin Spacey in the yeah. gay community. Oh yeah,
1: they knew. It was just that, oh, now everybody knows. Like, yeah, this is old
0: news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not the first time i heard that, because, again, I watch Family Guy. But it is one yeah, of those right? things that Kevin Spacey <laughs> is a good actor. So, like, you can enjoy American Beauty or Seven or... Um, House of Cards. Yeah. Yeah, if you watch House of Cards or yeah. Usual Suspects. I mean, these guys are so sad. Smoothly alert. But, yeah, it's like you can enjoy those things, and it's okay. Like, you know, it's just a movie. And, just because, because as we say, there's a lot of stuff, I mean, I like Led Zeppelin, they're pretty garbage, like, people, (laughs) like, like, I I just don't get it, because to me, it's just, like, you can't separate that, like,
1: it is hard, but, like, you can't help but, like, listen to the songs and know what kind of people they
0: are, and you're like... You know, I still listen to Marilyn Manson this day, and I've read Long Hard Road Out of Hell multiple times. Um, oh, no. <laughs> like, so it's like I know what crap. All I'm saying is I well, I can't listen to oh, no. A.J. Nothing But a Number by R. Kelly. Anymore. Oh yeah. Like, well, R. Kelly <laughs> is not really a great artist. Like that's yes. one of those that a lot of people might disagree with. Oh that. yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like R. Kelly is one of those that I'm like, do we really need R. Kelly? No. Like clearly, people like Michael. Jackson survived these allegations because they were that talented. R. Kelly, it's like, I literally know two R. Kelly songs. I Believe I Can Fly Mm -hmm. because Space Jam and also me and my friends would do a lot of parodies of that. Um and then uh this is the remix to ignition like that because me and my brother I think it was probably on a game like that's how most of the songs that I know that are like random songs are like because they were on video games like WWE SmackDown or NHL ninety nine. There's a Bare Naked Ladies song that, like, It's Only Me, that's like one of those random ones. The only reason it's one of my favorites is because it was on NHL 99, which Jeremy Roenick was on the cover, and I realize that I'm going into a void, but some people may know what this is. My mom almost wouldn't buy us the game because Jeremy Roenick was on the cover. (laughs) And at the time, the Sharks were our enemies as Stars fans, and he did give Mike Medano a concussion, and Darian Hatcher did break his jaw. And that is one of the top five greatest sports moments of all time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, um, where was I going with that? Castle Songs. Culture. Oh, and you were gonna defend R. Kelly. Oh no, no not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I meant we're just music. Cancelled culture. Yeah, it is music. But yeah, because I, I like there are a lot of people that sort of try to put him in that same category, and I'm like, no, no, like no, like there are people like. I would say he's sort of, like, I guess for black people, like, in the, in their music culture, that R. Kelly is, like, Creed or Nickelback to us. Like, like, okay. or I don't know. I mean,
1: he, is, me... he is very popular in their... Like, <laughs> I
0: mean, like, Creed or know, Nickelback, like... They are popular. Like, kind of, but, like... Yeah, like, they're popular, but, but, but we make fun of
1: them. You know? Yeah. But he's also... He's very popular in the black community, though. Like, they yeah. still sing his songs, like... They still, like, play it at parties and shit. Like, it's it's hard to, you know, stop playing. Maybe for people that don't really listen to Harry Kelly, it's like, whatever. It's those two yeah. songs you know him by. Exactly. But, like, um, <laughs> right. Yeah. But for others yeah. that are his fans, it's really fucking difficult to, like, separate or, like, to listen and just like damn i can't fucking do this anymore funniest thing though i was teaching <laughs> summer school and the kids one of the kids started singing i believe i Can fly and i was like stop singing that pedophile song and, he, <laughs> and he's like he's like what are you talking about i was like r kelly that's r kelly's song he goes, i believe i can fly is r kelly's song i was oh. like oh no poor child right that's how fucking separated it was sorry we you were going on with uh, cats
0: will call oh show. no that that was like a, a good uh segue there like, like that was an interesting antidote because it involved like you saying something terrible to a child like i like working with kids too but it is really hard sometimes like that's why i like to watch spongebob with them because mm-hmm. like there's jokes for me and them like i still straight up watch spongebob too like i my brother was even telling a story the other day about how he and alice cooper discussed watching spongebob years ago like funny like yeah um and one of his more famous weird spongebob jokes my little brother was uh, my mom came over to his apartment and he had a tinder date coming over later mm-hmm. and she was like do you think that it's a good idea to leave these spongebob dvds out on your counter when you got a date coming over and he's like if she ain't down with the bob, she ain't throbbing the knob. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah. That's
1: way more inappropriate than what I said. I <laughs> know. No. Um, no, that shit's fun. that's funny. Yeah, I mean, he uh, made it's weird. That's
0: what he wants. You yeah, know? he's like, you know, yeah, like if you don't like SpongeBob, fuck but you. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't want none of that. Like, because yeah, like SpongeBob rules. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, uh,
1: I watched Rugrats more, too. Oh, yeah, Rugrats was I was getting was
0: older, and then I was reminded about the Wild Thornberrys. The Wild Thornberrys was pretty good, too. I like, just found out... Because the... Flea was the little... Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just found out the writer, the creator of the show is Armenian. Really? I was like, that explains the dad's
0: nose. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's correct. It's funny. Like, I didn't realize, because... It was, until the Kardashians, I really didn't know what Armenian was. What? I knew that Armenia was a country, and, oh, that's not true. System of a Down, I knew were Armenian. Right. But I didn't know anyone else who was Armenian, because right. I grew up in East Texas. Where right. We were run right. by the Lebanese Mafia, but mm. it's not the same. <laughs> no, no. Mm.
1: The Lebanese Mafia has, uh, yeah, they're a lot more stronger, probably. Yeah. Armenian mafia. For the record, the Armenian mafia does not exist. <laughs> this Let me just say that so I don't get killed. No. <laughs> yeah, because
0: I was like, um, I have a friend whose dad lives in New Orleans, and he's Armenian, and I'm just yeah. pretty sure that, that he probably had some mafia ties. That's why he lived there instead of here. Oh like, shit. So. But, like, that I was just be, my thought, because yeah, I, I just be assume surprised. that everybody's in the mob. Like, right? when you grow up around it. Because, like, Michael Buble's dad is in the mob. That's fucking cool. In Vancouver. And so I'm pretty... What? Again, weird sports tangent. Just quick one. But, like, Tom Gallardi, the owner of my favorite hockey team, the Dallas Stars, they do exist. They are in the NHL, and we did win the cup. Um, I have to do that. It's It's like OCD for me. But yeah, like Gallardi, like and he's from Vancouver and he owns like some steakhouses. Like what? he seems very mafia. Like I'm just saying. Uh, like so you're assuming. Yeah, I'm s- assuming that Tom the- Gallardi's in the Vancouver mafia. But I do know that Michael Bublé's dad is because Joel McHale has made some jokes about it oh, with shit. Michael Bublé. So like Vancouver has a mafia.
1: Oh shit. I would have never thought it was such yeah. a nice, peaceful. Place. Oh, I love
0: Vancouver. It's one of my favorite cities. I love
1: it. Yeah, I just got back. Not like I've
0: been a lot of places, but Vancouver. I mean, probably.
1: dude, the only time I got out of the country was I went to Armenia in two thousand seven, and that was it. Cool. I don't fucking go anywhere. So <laughs> how is there, Armenia? Like it's nice. It's really nice. There's capital Yerevan, and it's like regular metropolitan city. Mm-hmm. And then there's like in the outskirts, it's more like. Uh, like by the
0: countryside and that type of stuff but it's nice it's beautiful yeah i feel like more people would probably go there now because like as i say i didn't other than system of a down i didn't know armenians were like in this country like Hmm. and i was just like oh they just came here because they're like good at rock and roll like Hmm. and then there's like the kardashians they come out and then apparently cher has been armenian this whole time i'm like she never shares said says Armenian?
1: Of course. Dude, there's yeah. a lot of Armenians that people don't know about. This is why our <laughs> relatives, our older relatives, love like this person's Armenian, that's Armenian, this is Armenian. Andre Agassi is Armenian, the tennis player. Oh yeah, I can uh, see that. Like Yeah. And then there is Peter Bogosian, the guy with the big blue eyes. He's Armenian. He he's the he's the older gentleman with the curly hair and the big blue eyes. On what? I is would he? not be able to tell you. like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, he's he's been in some stuff, but I don't know what. I'm too high right now. I can't think of anything else. But uh... yeah,
0: because like I was like, Doctor Kavorkian's Armenian. Oh, that's awesome! I love oh, Doctor Kavorkian, dude. Like, yeah, the right idea. I uh, do. Yeah. Well, and now California's that's a right amazing. to die state. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so is Oregon. Because, too, it is one of those things, like, I mean, my parents told me. They were like, pull the plug. like yeah. And, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so it is one of those things. It's like, um, and certainly if I had cancer, like, even, like, with Hunter S. Thompson, like, I still have the Rolling Stone with his suicide note in it. Because he was just like, all right, I feel like I've done everything. And he had done a lot of cool stuff, and it yeah. was really old. And he was just like, cool, I'm done. Like, I... I'm actually pro that, like, because you're just like, okay, you know what, like, I it is a little different in those situations versus some of the depression, you know, sadly, suicide like we deal with in the comedy community, like, like, Birdie Stevens and stuff like that. That's not the yeah. same thing. This is more like right to die. Like, you're getting older, you have right. a disease, like, right. that is a whole different story. And you should have the right to take yourself out on your own terms. Like, yeah. And that's, there was a case, I forgot where they were from, but yeah, it, it was
1: the, it was a young guy, he had um, a disease, like a fatal disease, and no. he had to go to like a hotel room by himself and had to do that, and the parents were pissed off, because they were like, why could it, because he fought for the right to like, to yeah. be able to do that in his state, that's when the parents were mad, he's like, this isn't fair, you know, it, it shouldn't have been like this, it should have been done with more proper and like. With more dignity, you know, the guy, it's just, that sucks, but it's one of those questions that people are still, you know, working out on.
0: Yeah, because I'm like, you know, this is more a medical decision, and to me, I'm like, it is one of those things that, it is similar in abortion, like, in the way that it's about making your own choice. And it does, you know, sometimes calling out hypocrisy again, when people are for one, not the other, I'm like, no, these are kind of the same situation. Like, yeah. like you are taking your choice into your hands, like uh, for, yeah. you know, what's best for you, like in in a medical way, like, you know, and I'm like, I think, you know, that those are similar. Yeah. Yeah. And then it is just about, you know, your choice. And, and like I say, y- y- you brought up the good point of dignity. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's really dignity. Yeah. But yeah, well, you know, on a serious subject of right today. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trying to think. Do, um, your thoughts on the Chappelle special? Because I know we started to talk about that earlier. I really liked yeah.
1: it. I thought it was really funny. and I love the way he, you know, worded certain things. Like, the way he set stuff up and the premises. He had... I just... I really liked it overall. i definitely... And I I guess I could understand how some people are upset about it. That's their right. I don't agree with it. I thought it was
0: funny. What about you? Yeah. Like, I loved every minute of it. Like... Uh, I laughed pretty hard most of the time because I like people who take chances like that, and, and as long as you can do it well, it's just like you know Anthony Jeselnik special firing them an attorney ward on Netflix a few months earlier. It's like yeah, this works because it's good. Like, mm-hmm. and you know I think Josh, uh, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, was talking about it too, and just like. You can't argue that that's not perfect comedy. Like, you just really can't. Like, you can be offended. I mean, I guess that is your right. But (laughs) it is one of those things that it's like, you can not like stuff you said, but you can't say that it wasn't like magic like that. Right, and
1: Dave also had a part in there, too. He's like, and if you're at home and you're pissed off right now, just remember, you clicked on my motherfucking face. Like, (laughs) You know, so you clicked on it. If you don't like it, don't watch it, Period. That's all. And, like, yeah, they have the right to express themselves because everybody right It's 2019. Everybody's expressing themselves now. So everybody got an opinion. Everybody's going to express themselves. We have to figure out a way to fucking maneuver around it. But I disagree with a lot of the fucking critics and the Rotten Tomatoes shit. too. Yeah, that's why I was going to look
0: up to see what the score is right now. Because I was also... Like, and this is what I tell people. Rotten Tomatoes is just utter garbage. Like, because to... Almost every movie I own is rotten. I will just say that. Like, most of what I own is rotten, and I don't care. Like, these are great films. I enjoy them. Like, You Can Eat a Dick, Critics. Like, because, mm-hmm. too, I also know a lot of people who are critics. And, yeah, that's just what they are. They are critical people. And and especially when it comes to comedy, that's, like, the most harsh thing they will judge and and it's what and it's so sad because a lot of it is because they just have no sense of humor. Or I mean, because too I do get there are things I consider comedies that you people don't. Whatever, Frailty is a funny fucking movie, and like, <laughs> have seen it? um, yeah, it's a horror movie with Matthew it. McConaughey and um Bill Paxton, and it's really funny. Like, <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be, but I laughed a lot. Like, <laughs> but, but yeah, like going to Rotten Tomatoes, because I could read off other movies that I enjoy, like Blade or Roadhouse. These are films I know you ranked Rotten. Or, like, there was another one the other day, because they play the Rotten Tomatoes game on Adam, and they wouldn't be able to play a game like that if you can't just guess how critics are going to go. Right. And that's not art. But that, and that is really the crux of most critics, is they are failed artists. And and luckily, instead of killing six million Jews like Hitler Mm -hmm. or, you know, killing Sharon Tate and a bunch of other people like Manson, they have taken to the internet. So at least they have picked a healthier (laughs) in one way choice as being failed artists. But, you know, we still have to deal with their bullshit. And the fact that there are a lot of people who still think that, because here's the thing, is it's one thing to be like, okay, maybe I won't see that in the theater, but like, It's another to be like, I'm never going to see that movie because it was ranked rotten. It's like, "Mm." yeah. But I do like, one thing I'm going to give critics a little bit right now is like, I'm so glad the Joker movie is doing well because a lot of you fuckers were just like, this is going to be terrible. It's Todd Phillips. It's Joaquin Phoenix. We know. Like, and I was like, oh, Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix, this movie's going to be great. Mm -hmm. And apparently it is. I can't wait to see it. Nice. Um, but yeah. So, Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones, which is one of the greatest comedy specials I've seen, certainly, in the last ten years. For sure. The critics' consensus says, edgy but empty. Sticks and Stones might not break any bones, but it won't elicit many laughs either. Again, this is from a humorous person. Bullshit. (laughs) The Tomato Meter critics rank 27%. That's rotten. And the audience score is ninety nine percent. That's crazy. Ninety nine percent. That is crazy. Yeah, let me see. What do they have? Since I was talking, let's look up some of the other movies we were talking about. I'm looking up Constantine. Dude, do you if think if this is-, is rotten, I'm gonna put? Pull- oh yep. Oh my god. Like, is it what? It's caught. Like it. It. They like it. No, it's rotten. I was like, see, this I know, like, you guys are garbage. Because the scene at the end of the movie, when he is flipping off the devil as he's going up to heaven, is, like, one of the greatest cinematic moments of all time. Because this is the critics' consensus on one of my favorite movies. Despite solid production values and an intriguing premise, Constantine lacks the focus of another spiritual shoot 'em up The Matrix. You think The Matrix is a better movie than Constantine? Like, I will say, like, The Matrix is okay. Like, and, and, like, it... But the the second and third one are garbage. And I'm not even excited about them making a new one. Like, I really? could really care less. Like, I'd rather see I'm... a new John Wick. Like, which they will make really? another one. Really? But, like, The Matrix, it's, like, it's okay. Like... I like more making fun of the Matrix than the Matrix wow. itself. I'm very surprised coming from a Keanu Reeves fan. I love Keanu Reeves, and I was say I like the Matrix, but I would say it's not my favorite. Um and but and then the the second and third one pretty are pretty terrible. Everyone agrees with that. But the Tomato Meter has Constantine, forty six percent but the audience score, seventy two.
2: And I know y'all
0: have Blade Rotten, so I'm not going to look at that, because, like, Blade is another one of my favorite comic book movies, or because it's like, Deacon Frost, hello, Stephen Dorff, I already mentioned loving that dude. Yeah. He's a bad guy. It's, it's awesome. And two, well, first black superhero movie, because back then they didn't give woke points. Yeah. But now you can always add woke points to, like, stuff, and you're like, yeah, that shouldn't be... Although one of the movies that I do agree with Rotten Tomatoes on that I do laugh because when other people mention it's got too high of a score, one of my favorite films, Scream 2, really? is 82%. Nice. And this one, the audience only says 57. What the fuck is wrong with you, audience? <laughs> Timothy Oliphant is the killer. That's the best part. <laughs> And then, when Sarah, like, I love Buffy, but when Sarah Michelle Gellar dies, her character was really annoying. And she wanted her to die, so that's fine. Because, yeah. you know, Omega Beta Zeta, did you not yeah. want to kill her when she was in the film? <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Scream 2 is also the only one not on Netflix, because I watched Scream 3 the other day, because I was just, I hadn't seen it in a while. I watched Scream 2 a lot. Um, but the third one I wanted to watch, because Scott Foley is mm-hmm. the killer, and I hadn't seen it in a while, and he's really hot. And he just got his show canceled, so I like ah give him some points. Yeah, but yeah, so I watched it. That's definitely the funniest one.
1: Do you like that one? Screen three. I I want to say I saw it, but like I said before, I'm really yeah. high when I watch a lot of these fucking movies. But I watched I it do, pretty sound I, and
0: then tweeted some things about it.
1: Ooh, I don't know. Do you do you get in trouble with that though? <laughs> Getting oh, high and tweeting
0: and... Usually it's the things I... Well, I'm never really sober. Never mind. I like, will <laughs> just say, Like, the highest points I just... Like, I don't really think of things as much. Or, like, I'll notice, like, shit that I think is funny no one thinks is funny as much as I do. And I'll get annoyed with that. But, like, I don't... I used to get a lot of hate when I did After Buzz and would talk about superhero shows. And a lot mm-hmm. of it's just from, like, for just being a girl, like, and being on those. But, like, I don't know. As a rule, I don't get too many things. Like, I'll get people who don't maybe understand something. But, like, eh, as a, in a while, I haven't gotten too many Twitter wars. Because, like, I would I said something funny. Like, isn't it, like, because the funny thing about Scott Foley's character and sort of the end of the trilogy part, like, and how, I like how they do that whole, like, coming together with the Randy tape and everything even. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because he's her mother's bastard son. From whenever she was like trying to be an actress in Hollywood, Yeah, yeah, like really funny meta. Like, and what's interesting is during the Me Too movement, no one really brought up that Screen Three taught that's sort of the thing is that she was sort of they allude to the fact that he was the product of her being raped in like the house of you know, um, the director, you know, well, no, he's the director, but yeah, the film studio head guy. Like, house, like, sort of very wow. much like a Roman Polanski, you know, Ooh, type situation yeah. is what they talk about. And I'm yeah. like, that was what was interesting to me is how, I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of for- even forgot that that was it. Because I knew that she was his bad, her bastard son or whatever. And that was his whole motivation. But I sort of forgot that it was really a- more of like a me too thing. Because he's yeah. even like, yeah, this is what turned your mom into a slut, Sydney. Like oh, like they shit. yeah, and, and and I'm like, yeah, that's what's so weird about the Scream franchise is that the whole plot from scream from the get go is that Cindy's mom was a hoe and that's why she died and why these people are killing, killing people her kids. <laughs> like like it's just it's like that's a flimsy premise but then I'm like these movies are really good like cause I yeah. you know, the scream franchise is one of my favorites like I've I've seen
1: I've seen the first and I've seen the second I don't know if I've seen the third. Oh, yeah.
0: So, I. Because it's the funny one. It's like they're in Hollywood. Because even Jay and Silent Bob show up at one point. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I
1: gotta see it now. I wanna see it. Oh, for yeah. sure. Is it on it's Netflix? It's on Netflix,
0: yeah. Nice. Yeah, because I watched it like Sunday. <laughs>
1: yeah. For sure, I'm gonna check it out.
0: Yeah. Because I wanna watch Scream 4 again. And then I also put like another. Mo- we'll just make this a segment now. Watch list, Like, um. I was listening to a podcast where the dudes basically verbally uh fellatioed Jeremy Renner. Um, I won't say who since I'm making fun of them and I like them, but or really the the, the main one. And then it reminded me of one of my fa- Like everybody thinks like Jeremy Renner is like oh Hawkeye the Hurt Locker like he's greatest Hawkeye especially in Endgame when he's all emo and murderate super hot. But that's why best Jeremy Renner movie is actually Dahmer. He plays Mm. Jeffrey Dahmer, and it's kind of funny. Like, because it's not, like, the best movie. It is, say, I like it, so you know, oh, that's why I should look up on the tomato meter. Uh, And that's actually what made me think of this, because it has a funny number, because I remember, because I was adding this to my watch list on my Apple TV. But, yeah, Dahmer was currently on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, there's a really funny scene. If... I know I'm terrible for being like, this is a really funny scene, but it is a movie, guys. Just like an Evil Dead. It's a tree. It's fine. You can laugh. Mm -hmm. But, like, the disco song, more, 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 how do you like me, how do you like me, is playing... When he's just, like, raping this dude, Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's so, like, inappropriately placed and weird. Like, you laugh. like yeah. <laughs> We're <do they laughs> this that shit on purpose. Like, you know what? Let's just make him laugh a little. Let's put that yeah, in Yeah, because you were also, like, you knew it was going to happen. And you know he's going to eat this guy. Like, mm. you know. Like, it's one of those things that you know what you're getting into. The film's called Dahmer. It's about Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. But, yeah, Jeremy Renner plays Jeffrey Dahmer. And it's, a, it's 69% on the tomato meter, which is barely fresh. But, it, you know, you guys yeah. did. But the audience score of this movie is 40%. What the fuck is wrong with you, audience? Mm. I laughed my ass off throughout this movie. <laughs> but, yeah. Have you seen My Friend Dahmer? That one's a good one. No, I haven't. Yeah, like, it's got one of the Disney kids from, like, R5. I don't know. Because I remember, like, they were at this hockey event that I was at and um that all these girls were like screaming for them and i literally didn't know anybody but ross because i'd mm-hmm. seen my friend Dahmer, and i and i heard them on like michael rosenbaum's podcast or whatever but that was what was funny i was just like oh yeah hey you were pretty good my friend Dahmer." and he was like oh thank you i'm like nice. yeah he was a good young jeffrey Dahmer." and yeah. and that one's based on a graphic novel and it like it's sitting it i think because i put these on my queue earlier because it's on hbo go if you have that I
1: only
0: I have that to because someone that. never logged to out. to find someone to get that from. Yeah, I'm lucky. Someone never logged out on my Apple TV. I went there, so I'm using it. Nice. And see, it's 87% certified fresh. Because, yeah, it, and the audience only has it at 62. Because I guess, like, this is one of those weirder, because it's, uh, it's based on actually a graphic novel about young Jeffrey Dahmer. Because, like, in some of it, like, is from a book too. like, his dad wrote a book about, like, growing up. Because Jeffrey Dahmer is a really interesting case in the fact that his is really definitely a biological defect because with his parents he had a pretty normal upbringing and everything. Wasn't his dad on Dr. Phil? Yeah, I I think he's been on there because his dad was always just like, you know, we love our son. And even Jeffrey Dahmer was like, I know what I did was wrong, but I really don't feel it. Like, and, and he... That's a Because Dahmer on Dahmer is a great documentary if you want to, like, watch the, the real stuff. Dahmer on Dahmer? What is, yeah, what is it I, on? Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. Like, I saw it, um, earlier. Because, yeah, as I say, I put two Jeffrey Dahmer movies in my queue. Because this is where my mind goes. Jeremy Renner, Jeffrey Dahmer. Like... Like, that's how my brain works. But, yeah, My Friend Dahmer is a good movie. Um, That's on HBO Go. Um, But, yeah, because, as right I say, know. it's based on more of a graphic novel uh, about growing up with Dahmer, one of his friends. And so, yeah, it's kind of more of an artsy, a little bit more of my own private idea. <laughs> going back to Keanu Reeves. I was like, and you know you're high because you just started eating again. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. Is it going to pick it up? No, you're good. I just was laughing. Okay, good. And people... I, I believe
1: that, that store makes a great sandwich. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I was like, dude, I didn't know they started having chicken salad now because they used right? to not. But, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, they make a pretty kick-ass sandwich and they get you pickles. <laughs> if you ask. Yeah, yeah. ASMR. That was what I was gonna go with, cause like with the eating on there. Dr. Okay. Drew does that shit all the does time he? too. Like, wow, I didn't the, know he
1: does that. He does.
0: He eats on the, the uh, microphone, um, and Adam gets annoyed. But like, I think it's does funny. he say it, this is ASMR? Doesn't no, it? he didn't describe it as that. He just Adam would describe it as Drew being a horrible broadcaster. Yeah, but. but I hope um, it doesn't
1: pick up too bad, but I have seen those ASMR uh, I do watch it sometimes. Yeah, because
0: I was thinking about that the other day. Do you um, watch it? No, I don't watch it. And I knew someone who just made one, and I was like, I should make one, but I was going to make a joke one. Because, um... <laughs> I'm about to reveal some perverted thoughts for myself, I guess. So I was watching. Of course you would. <laughs> so I was watching Dexter, and then. And I really do mean it when I say, guys, those last two seasons were more of a romantic comedy than friends. But I'm really into that part of it. Because, like, super romantic Dexter and Hannah, like that first sex scene with them, hottest sex scene there is with the plastic wrap. But that's why I was like, this is AMR, ASMR stuff. People are, like, getting off on it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, I think plastic wrap is one of my turn-ons. I mean, Dexter, Twin Peaks, like, I'm kind mm-hmm. of a weirdo. And I was like, yeah, you could pull out the plastic wrap. And then there's also a funny bit in the season finale of the first season of Lucifer. I get super specific. Where the guy, like, he's dying. And he slides along the plastic wrap as yeah. he's dying, just to like be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. Amazing. That was what I thought about just doing pulling it out like that noise, and then doing, doing that. that. Oh my then, god! But People would hate a you. Full on like murder. Like, room theme. You could totally
1: do that. People do that shit. They set up scenes and they do certain things. You could do it. Yeah,
0: because I was like, I could turn my storage unit into, like, a Dexter Kill room and then do, like, the knives, like, slunking and then blood spatter. Is this something people would be into, like, if I made that? Totally. Cool. Because, yeah, I thought it was cool, but as I say, most of the time my jokes don't go over as well. The things that I think are really cool, people aren't as excited about. Because I made this really funny preacher joke the other day and no one laughed. Um, oh. I don't know about that, but I yeah. know that I'm an ASMR watcher, and I think that would Oh, fun. you would watch that? Okay, cool. Because like, I was like, that. this sounds like a fun idea. Do it and see. There's yeah. an ASMR
1: of a guy eating at a picnic out with you. Like, you're the person, yeah. and you're sitting at home. A POV, wasn't it? Yeah. Was, like
0: the pornography terms. So. Right? <laughs> I just watched True Blood, guys. I don't, I don't need porn. Like, was, I because I tried, just they were like, yeah, you're a True Blood person, like yeah. That I was like True Blood porn. is just porn with plot. It is like, like yeah. I'm like Alexander Skarsgard gets naked on that. I'm good. Like it's fucking hot. Oh yeah, the It Chapter Two guys. Just so you know, if you wanted to see Swamp Thing naked, he gets naked in that movie. It's pretty yeah. nice. Like the Alec Holland version, of Andy Bean, not uh, Derek Mears. Like no offense to Derek Mears, but yeah, we would not really see Andy Bean naked. I'm explaining things what you like, and the funny part was I was at the premiere, uh, two in chapter two, and apparently was in the section with some of the actors. So I'm pretty sure people heard because I was also pretty high. I <laughs> ed- it's, I always go to the movies and eat an edible so that it kicks in when I when it. You don't trip open. out. No, I'm fine. Okay. Um, That's I don't fine. use the... I, I I have a pretty high tolerance, but what I is, also yeah, don't I take say, what's a full your dose. Like, I'll usually take, like, a 25 for, like, the movies, or, like, when yes. I went to see John Wick, I did take, like, a 45, and it was fine. 45 is a lot. Nah, eh, not for me. It's okay. Like, no? Yeah. Like, it is, like, more than a norm. Like, that's a couple times, but I have a pretty high tolerance. Um, it's unfortunate. But, yeah, like, I was in that section. Because, yeah, once, like, Annie Bean came on, I was just like, hey, it's Swamp Thing. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure everybody heard me and was laughing. And then, like, when he got naked, I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) alright. And sometimes I'm like, people can hear me. And maybe even the people I'm saying. But there was also a lot of inappropriate laughter. Like, I'm not going to spoil anything, but at the end... There's a moment between two of the male characters that claim to be heterosexual. And then they say, I love you, in a super not-so-heterosexual <laughs> way. And then I laughed out loud pretty loudly, and no one else was laughing. <laughs> I also laughed when Pennywise ate children. Oh, my God. No one else was laughing then either. <laughs> you would laugh at that. I always laugh when people die in movies. Like when Did I was anyone, like turn around like what the fuck is this bitch laughing at or um, anything. I'm pretty sure one of my high school boyfriends broke up with me for that shit. <laughs> oh my god, that's
1: hilarious.
0: Like, cuz it was just like uh yeah, like we there was it was a time when a lot of bad horror movies were coming out. Like cuz it you was were a lot laughing of laughing sequ- everything. Like it was a sequel to a sequel or like a prequel. Like cuz Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning don't take me to that movie and expect me not to fall on the floor laughing.
1: You want to um, hear something funny? You want to hear yeah. something fu- I went and saw that movie with my very first boyfriend. He was older than me. But he had to, like, sleep with his parents for the next two weeks because he was so scared. <laughs> That's so funny. What a pussy. Right? Yeah. Even back then, I knew. I was like, this guy is a pussy. <laughs>
0: yeah. But he didn't eat pussy, so. We're yeah. not together anymore. Exactly. So <laughs> this—it's not true. You aren't what you eat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm. <laughs> like uh, my first date, like was Spider Man, the first one, the Sam Raimi one. Did you have fun? Yes, it did. The yeah. weird thing is, though, my little brother had to come with me, and then he had to bring a friend, too, so it was, like... Oh, my like, God, that's so Ugh. funny. Your parents like, did that yeah, to you? well, no, uh, because he was like, well, I'm going to go see Spider-Man, and I was like, uh-huh. okay. Like, I didn't want to tell him no, like... But you're going on a date. brother. <laughs> How old were you? I was, like, 13, 14. Okay, you were a baby. Yeah. Yeah, but I was like, I saw Spider-Man, and I'm like, nah, and this is a little bit of why I'm so defensive of Sam Raimi and his Spider-Mans. Like, I even like Spider-Man 3. Again, guys, if you laugh, it's more fun. Oh, oh I should look up the Rotten Tomatoes score of Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3. yeah. Because, like, the first one is probably ranked pretty high. And honestly, now I should look at that. Because if it's not, I'm going to be super angry. Hello, <laughs> I'm just trying. Oh, good. Okay. Like, it's 90% certified fresh. But the audience score is sixty-seven. You're probably a bunch of losers mm-hmm. who didn't see this movie, and you first saw yes, Tom Holland and Spider-Man is better, guys. But this was made a long time ago, and you can't judge things on the same scale. And True. if you didn't get to see this first, this was like the first big comic book movie in a while. Like, because there was always like. Like Blade was one of the few comic book movies or Constantine or like more of those like long you know, lesser known properties until like Bat and then Batman was always there. Yeah. But other than Batman, there weren't really a lot. And then Spider Man and X Men came out around the same time, like and that really revolutionized it. not... I'm sorry, I'm getting super nerdy. Oh, um, that's fine. I get to talking about those things. And then I like really listening to those things. Okay, cool. Alright. Not as bad as I thought. Which was good because like, and speaking of things being good, the best part of Spider-Man 3 is when James Franco is like eating the pie and the waitress comes up and is just like, how is it? And he's just like, so good. It's, why is this even in the movie? It's funny. Like, and it makes no sense. And it's it drives, James Franco. Nothing. that's nothing. Yeah, like, because that's the thing. Is like, I love James Franco. And, like, that's one of my favorite things he ever did. Because it's like, I don't know why this is in here, but I like that it is. Because it's funny. And me and my brother laugh about it. Like, that's my most used gif. Because mm-hmm. that's, anytime I want to say something is so good, I just respond in that. Like, and people when, know
1: what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, so good. Like it's it's pretty funny. And also the like emo Spider Man dance sequence, guys, come on. Like, hilarious. And then when Toad for Grace is Eddie Brock, like, I know, he should he would have been a better Peter Parker. We all know that we're just dealing with it. And it's definitely the funny thing is his interpretation of Eddie Brock is sort of like these net nerds now. Like in that, that wimpy kind of pussy, you know, villain guy. And <laughs> we'd be kind of pussy villain guy. Yeah. Pussy like, villain guy. Yep. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I'm a little bit impressed that it's sixty three percent. Like it's barely fresh, but okay. but that's that's fair. I, I'll give you guys that. Okay. that. that's fair. Um I get most people don't laugh at it as much as I do. But again, <laughs> you guys gotta learn to laugh at movies more. Not don't take life too seriously. You'll yeah. never get out of life. Yes. Do you know who said that? No, Van Wilder. Interesting. <laughs> that was a Ryan Reynolds movie. Um,
1: yeah, but was didn't someone like way before say that too? Or am I tripping?
0: I don't know. They could have. Oh my God, Van Wilder is nineteen percent. Y'all can eat a dick. Audience score is uh-huh. seventy three. Because yeah, it's was like I owned Van Wilder on DVD. I did. I think sell it for drugs, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, which makes sense. But, yeah. That's funny. You sold it for drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I just, like, say things like that. Because, yeah, I had a copy of Urban Legend 2. I liked that movie. Uh, the the first Urban Legend, not Urban Legend 2. Final cut. Let me clear. 2 is in T-O-O. But, yeah. Also, that sorority voice. Sorry, Michael Rosenbaum. I sold your movies uh, oh. for drugs. I remember that. <laughs> um, still have Harold and Kumar. Which apparently wouldn't have happened without Van Wilder in a way. Nice. I listened to a podcast with Cal Penn the other day. It was really enlightening. I I really like Harold Gilmar. Me too. I think it's I think it's an important film. And not just because like it's something I enjoy, but right. because like two minority guys were leading a big studio movie and like the thing about John Cho and Cal Penn is like th- they're just like great and it was so good to finally see people like in them in leading roles because i like as i said like Callan and van wilder before or like john cho was like in a lot because there was a show he was on that was on the wb for a few seasons but nobody ever talks about it mm. it was called off center it was like mm. really funny and he was one of the leading characters like in that too yeah I know um, about yeah that one yeah because like eddie k thomas from american pie was also in it and then uh, the dude who was Robin Hood on Once Upon a Time. Uh, no, I didn't watch that show. Mm-hmm. Just like the first couple seasons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Sean McGuire. He's cute. He was in it. Um, and then the, that hot black uh, firefighter that Bailey wound up with on Grey's Anatomy. Also not a show I watched after Easy Left. But yeah, that guy, he was on it. Like Jason George, he was pretty, he was pretty hot.
1: I never got into great. He was a comedy. rapper. Yeah. Uh, he was a rapper and he started acting?
0: No, he was a rapper on that show. Oh, Like, because okay. it was like a uh, L.A. sort of thing. Because I'm right, trying to right. remember. But I'm like, I never see it streaming anywhere. It's sort of like Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Place. Ryan Reynolds was on with Nathan Fillion, my all-time love. Mm. No one ever talks about that, hardly either. Like, and that was a big show in the 90s. I feel like people just
1: fucking, there's one new thing after another. Some of us are just too high to remember, I guess.
0: Dude, I have smoked you, so much I know, you're,
1: you're a different case. And I'm just love. like, I have remember major all power. sorts of bullshit. You have major brain power.
0: Alright, last one. I'm looking up Harold and Kumar go to White Castle on Rotten Tomatoes and then shutting it off. It See, 74% tomato meter um, and 80% audience. Honestly, this movie is better than that, guys. And you know um all of them are great like i even enjoy the christmas one like the fact Mm. that neil patrick harris and david like are themselves like but then they really hate each other and are not really gay it's really fun like that's a really funny bit that they do it's cute yeah i like that when
1: i saw neil patrick harris i was like oh my god (laughs) i was also very
0: fucking high watching that i liked it yeah uh, you know, it is a movie that you should be high. I think right. I remember going with my friends I just in high wish, school high to see that movie.
1: I just wish we had a White Castle's out here in California.
0: I know, like I thought they were gonna build some because in Vegas they, they really have one on the Strip need, now.
1: Yeah, that's they wouldn't build one here though. Imagine
0: in and out is like a mob. They need to build a fucking Water here. Is what they really? Need. That was why I was hoping like when Whataburger got bought out, um, because all the Texans were mad because like. A Chicago company bought them out to expand. But, yeah, if you've never been to a burger, it is the bomb. And, like, but this is where I say people fuck up. And, Banky, you're going to fuck shit up. Sorry, my cat is okay. like, <laughs> um, But, thank yeah, burger, don't get the burger. That's not the main thing. Like, spicy ketchup, like, that's a big thing with the French fries. Also, um... They have gravy, which cream gravy is the best. That's the reason when I go to Orange County, I got to go to Dairy Queen because they have the ones where you can get the gravy. But, yeah, you got to get the cream gravy and the chicken. The chicken is amazing. Or the toaster sandwiches. Pretty good. Like, yeah... Or chicken biscuit. Their breakfast is amazing. Whoa. And if you like the before there was this breakfast all day nonsense with a lot of these restaurants, mm-hmm. it was pretty kick ass if you went to the Stoner Water Burgers, as we called it in mm-hmm. my hometown, because some of the Water Burgers would start serving breakfast at 11 p.m. Wow. Because Water Burgers are open 24 hours a day, and that's a safe place to pull over and take a nap.
1: Um, nice. if you're
0: ever driving by, it's because it's open 24 hours and there's always like kind of cops there. So if you're a lady and you want to just take a nap in your car, cause you got to go back and forth between Dallas and Austin a lot for auditions. no, yeah. Um, that's where you take a nap. Nice. Barnabas are amazing. Good to know. Yeah. I'm going to try it. If I ever go to Texas. Yeah. They, they have tonight. some in Arizona. Like they're, they're not just they're in Texas not. cause I, I've been to one in Arizona. Like, cause I was like, oh fuck yeah, let's stop there when we saw one. Um, but yeah, and you I think they have them up in Missouri and some other place. Or no, they don't, because I remember my cousin when we he came down a few months ago.
1: I'm find he out. was like, no.
0: But yeah. Oh yeah, let's let's find out because if you can go to a Water burger, people Water burger's the jam. <laughs> I know, and I like I just pulled a Drew and stopped talking, but I'll edit this out. I'll just stay here. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get pissed off, like, about editing, but now I'm, like, the more that I've learned to just do a better job is, like, you need to listen. Because sometimes I say insane shit that I really shouldn't, like, put out there. <laughs> like, I don't need that much. It's, like, there are people that already hate me, and I would right. like people to pay me one day. So, like, that'd be great.
1: Yep, there is, in Arizona Arizona's the closest...
0: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they kick ass. See, it's weird. Like, California, like, used to think that they had the monopoly on all the chains. Like, because we didn't have in n Out's for a while, or El Polo Locos, or uh, Polo Tropicano. Like, we got a bunch of more chains in Texas, like, in the last, like, 10 years or so. Oh, really? Because, yeah, like, I remember, like, because I think it was, like, 2009 when the first In-N-Out opened in Dallas. Like, people were legit crying. It was hysterical. Like... And what year was it? Like, 2009, maybe? Because in Dallas, we got all of those chains, like, first. Because yeah. I was living there at the time. And it was, like, in and out El Polo Loco. Um, Trader Joe's. Oh, all of really? These things. Yeah, because that's the thing. is like They have, have Trader Joe's in Texas. Wow. Um, and after that. But yeah, it was like everything started exploding and we got like a buttlet of chains. Because yeah, I remember going to In-N-Out the first day it opened. Because I just happened to get off work at Equinox just right about the midday point where it wasn't as busy. Because people were like going insane. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, cool. Because I had been to LA to see right. Nails. Um when I was in college once, nice. and then it was like, cool, um, so I had in and out here, and I was like, yeah, it was pretty great, and then it's like, in Texas, I'm like, okay, cool, like, we have these now, and, and so, when I moved out here, stuff like that, I'm like, eh, it's whatever, like, we've had that. Yeah, you know, not but, one of those crazed Yeah, dads. Yeah, I'm like, it's good, but it's just like, you yeah, know, imagine, we'll be super happy when Whataburger comes, and then it'll be more like it was when I was a kid, we just eat there all the time. Yeah. It's like Chick-fil-A. I eat Chick-fil-A more than once a week. Really? I love Chick-fil-A. And yes. I'm lazy. And I have a drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> That's most of it. You're just like, I love a lot of people shit on Arby's. And I'm like, Arby's is by far one of the better drive-thru fast food chains. Like, really? Definitely my top five. How do you feel about Arby's?
1: I haven't had it since I was a little kid. Really?
0: Yeah. Dude, I those should. curly fries are amazing. I do like curly fries. Yeah, because Jack in the Box. Like I straight up yeah. no shame. This is my order at Jack in the Box. Two tacos and medium curly. Like <laughs> Yeah, the curly fries are so good. Yeah, and those tacos, Jack in the Box, like are pretty good. I haven't had the tacos yet. Oh my god. Or have I? I like their munchie boxes. Yeah, those are pretty good. I like that Jack in the jack-in-the-box just openly caters to stoners like oh yeah like like their commercials everything because that's that's who eats there like the same exactly. thing with taco bell it's like and just you know? so you guys know i really hadn't eaten taco bell in years and then the nacho fries commercials with josh jamal had inspired me to go get those at some point See? and so like i've sort of opened the door to eating at taco bell every once in a while and I, ha- like, they didn't have the nacho fries the last time. I'm pretty upset about that. But they did have Cool Ranch Doritos, Locos Tacos. Oh, nice. my God. My white trash heart almost exploded. It was <laughs> amazing. Because, like, Cool Ranch Doritos
1: are well, a they, Jesus food. <laughs> you know, they were testing that out, uh, up in Fresno before it came down here, I heard. Years, like, year ago. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whenever it came out. But... Those I haven't had that one. I've had the original Dorito yeah. taco one. I, I yeah, because I don't that like anymore. that because
0: I can't eat cheese. So like that's why mm-hmm. I like if I get the nacho fries, I don't eat the cheese bar. I just eat the fries. Like they're pretty good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like and so yeah, I get the cool ranch, which is amazing because those are my mm-hmm. favorite Doritos too. Yeah. But yeah, and then the Frito Burrito because the Frito Burrito is only a dollar. I haven't had the Frito freedom freedom. the it's It's amazing. Because it has rice in it, too. Like, because a lot mm-hmm. of the burritos, they don't really put rice in. But I like that one. Because it's just, like, ground beef, which I know might be dog, whatever. I don't <laughs> care. That's the thing. Not it's Taco like people, Bell. I don't need to know how the sausage is made. Although, speaking of, because, like, we were talking about Jack in the Box. When I was a little kid, like, did you hear the thing? Because we didn't even have Jack in the Box in certain parts of Texas for a while because of this. But, like... Jack in the Box was using like kangaroo burgers like in the what? 90s. I did not know about. Yeah, that. like it was like a big deal. Like I remember being like what the fuck? Like and then I didn't want to eat Jack in the Box forever cuz I like kangaroos. Like Did you ever watch the TV show Wild Boys on MTV? It yes, was a spin-off yes, of Jack. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I want. that was what I wanted to do for a brief time in my life was be like them like do a stupid animal show mm-hmm. and where I boxed kangaroos <laughs> and also rode arch, uh, ostriches or like no one needs to film this I just want to do, do it, it. Like, <laughs> like it is one of those things that I'm like I just want to ride an ostrich and I want to box a kangaroo I saw it on that show and I want to do it fuck yeah <laughs> I, le- I learned by watching television but yeah um so Don't eat kangaroos. Knocks them. Nice. And, yeah. um, Doritos. Cool Ranch Doritos logo taco. Pretty good, people. Highly recommend it. And also the Frito Burrito. I gotta try that one. Yeah, because it's pretty good. It's got it's a little burrito with Fritos and then rice and ground beef. Pretty easy. I'll check it out. Yeah, I haven't been to Taco Bell in years. Yeah, because I hadn't up until the nacho fries. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. But I still only go there occasionally. Because, like... We do have, like, where I live, there's a Paquito Mosque close, and what I get at Paquito Mosque is literally seven bucks, and it's such a good deal and so much better. It's kind of hard to go other places, but every once in a while, and I'm super poor, I'll get Taco Bell. Because, again, the Frito Burrito is only a (laughs) dollar. They know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, audience, because bright-siders, you guys get the, the bright side of being poor, is that you get to eat Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, that's how you can tell we're high because we're talking about Taco Bell and Draco right. Bucks. And I feel like we're drifting off into a weird territory where, like, because I know I talk about Chick-fil-A a lot on this podcast, but I got into more of the white trash food territory, <laughs> um, which, again, it's the food of my people. Yeah. But. It's good, though. Do we have any final thoughts?
1: Uh, stop-cancel culture, uh, I love Taco Bell.
0: (laughs) I like that. Stop-cancel culture, I love Taco Bell. That's the quote I'm going to use. Uh, do you have any upcoming shows you want to plug? Uh, I have some shows coming up in October at the Ice House and at
1: Flappers, Middle Eastern shows. Um, I'm doing a private event this weekend for a fundraiser, and, uh. I'm too high to remember other shows. I don't think I'm booked on anything for this. Just doing some mics, you know, hitting up mics. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: But that's
0: all. Well, cool. And uh, where can they keep up the conversation with you on social media?
1: Yes. Try to make videos every day.
0: Yeah.
1: What's, failing at that. what's your handle? Uh, Instagram is MaryB626, M-A-R-Y-B as in boys 626. And on Twitter is Mary uh underscore no mary b underscore comedian (laughs) get it mary
0: b comedian (laughs) since i'm the creation Lion, guys you can always find me at l-a-c-r-e-t-i-a-l-y-o-n anywhere on the internet since there is only one see you next tuesday i'm coming See you next Tuesday. Tired of nagging yourself to get a website for your artistic career already? Radportfolios.com creates affordable custom websites for artists. Use code BRIGHTSIDE. That's one word for half off your website startup. Radportfolios.com so you can get back to getting booked.